Get ready for unique, rare, and little-known treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to The Amazing World of Radio with Adam Graham. Welcome to The Amazing World of Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Uh, well, as always, this program has been brought to you by our uh, Patreon supporters who chose this as our summer series. And, of course, we're going to be bringing you another episode of Top Secret. The original air date on this week's program is October the 12th, 1950, and the title is The Document. This story is Top Secret. Top Secret, starring lovely Alona Massey as the Baroness Karen Gaza, in transcribed stories of intrigue and espionage set in 1950s war of ideas and ideologies. Tonight, The Document, a story of danger and blackmail, a story labeled Top Secret. began was a fact of a document of immense importance. It began with my doing something I had no right to do. It began with a telephone ringing in a strange house. I was sitting in Harrison Arden's den in his vast house on Fifth Avenue in New York. It was a small room, but all around me were the signs of great wealth, a hand-carved desk, oil paintings, softly lit. The telephone stopped ringing. I realized it had been answered somewhere else in the great house. And then I got one of those hunches. I had a feeling that this phone call was important, that it would give me a clue to the theft of the document. For a moment, I hesitated. It is not difficult for people having a telephone conversation to tell when an extension has been lifted. But I had to risk it. I had to find out what was going on in this magnificent house. Gingerly, I lifted the receiver and listened. Going to wait any longer, Jimmy. You don't have to. I got it. You sure? Yes, I'm sure. Well, bring it to the club tonight. I'll give you the letter. What, what's the address again? The Cheerio Club on 51st between Madison and Park. I'll be there in an hour. And Vendell. Yes, Jimmy. Don't fall here again. This is the end of it. You understand? It's finished. Goodbye, Jimmy. Vendell. Hello? The Jimmy was Harrison Arden's son. I sat there with my mind in a whirl trying to put together the conversation I had overheard. I had met Harrison Arden twice before. I remembered him as a strong, quiet man. As president of Arden Oil, he was listed as the third richest man in the United States. I sat in the little den, waiting for him and wondering. My dear Baroness, I'm terribly sorry to have kept you waiting so long. Oh, don't apologize, Mr. Arden. I realize you're very busy. Uh, intelligence has assigned you to the case. Yes. What do you want to know? I'd like you to tell me the story from the beginning, please. The document is immensely important. It's virtually a secret treaty with Iran. Yes. 
The Arden Oil Company is leasing and developing certain oil fields in Persia for the United States. Only four copies of the agreement were made. The Shah of Iran has one, his finance minister has a second, the State Department has the third, and until 24 hours ago, I had the fourth. Uh, where did you keep it? In a wall safe behind that painting. A document like this in a wall safe? Well, it seemed a reasonably secure place. When was it stolen? 24 hours ago. Besides you, who has the combination of that safe? No one. Who else lives in this house? My son James and five servants. Would your son have an opportunity to get the combination of that safe? Baroness, are you suggesting... It is my business to suspect everybody. My son will someday inherit an empire of oil, a capital investment that runs into the billions. He has never done a dishonest thing in his life. I'm sure he hasn't. Tell me, to whom would a copy of this treaty be the most used? Russia. Why? That I cannot tell you. It's one of those things the public never hears about yet, which finally affects the lives of every single one of us. Hello, Dad. Sorry to interrupt. Thought I'd say goodnight. My dear boy, you couldn't possibly interrupt. Baroness, my son, James. Baroness Gazer. How do you do? How do you do? We were supposed to have met once at a party Lady Mendel gave. Yes. Yeah, then I had a polo accident and couldn't go. I'm sorry. How do you feel, Dad? Better, much better. You get to bed early now. Yes. You promise? Yes, I promise. <laughs> now, run along. By the way, where are you going? Well, Marjorie and I have seen Call Me Madam. Well, you have a good time. Good night, Baroness. I'm very pleased to have met you at long last. Don't keep Dad up too late now. I won't. I'll be home right after the theater, Dad. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> you wonder that I'm proud of him, Baroness? Of course I don't. Now, um, where were we? What did the document look like? It was in a sealed envelope written on four pages of 8 by 12 paper. Arden Oil letterhead. I typed it myself. Mm -hmm. Only three people in this country have seen it. The president, one of his confidential assistants, and I. In a sealed envelope. It is absolutely top secret. Mr. Arden, I think I can promise you the document back. You see, I know who took it. <laughs> Why had James Arden lied to his father about where he was spending the evening? I had heard him arrange to meet a man at the Cheerio Club on 51st Street. Why did he say he was going to the theater? People lie about little things only when little things are important. I left the Arden house on 5th Avenue and took a cab to the Cheerio Club. I pretended not to notice James Arden until after I had sat down beside him at the bar. Baroness, are you following me? Uh, why, hello. I didn't notice you. Didn't you? No. How extraordinary to meet you like this. Yes, isn't it? May I have a drink, please? Certainly. Scotch and water. The bartender, no, scotch and water here, please. Yes, Mr. Arden. Are you working for Dad? No, but he's advising me on some investment. Oh, he ought to know. I think so. You're sure it's investment? Positive. Here's the scotch and water, Mr. Arden. Oh, no, it's for me. Thank you. Oh, and bartender, will you change this, please? The five tens will be fine. Change for 50. Yes, sir. I, um, uh, I understand you've had quite a career. Really? Yes, I've heard a lot about you. From whom? People. What do they say? You have a reputation for being a very wild young man. Don't pay any attention to gossip, Baroness. 
I don't, only facts. You were involved in the Bolton case, weren't you? What? Look here, what are you up to? Shirley Bolton, a singer, was murdered. I believe she sang here, didn't she? One of New York's unsolved crimes. Here's your change, Mr. Arden. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. Ah, thanks. You're welcome, Mr. Arden. Baroness, you seem like a pleasant, reasonable sort of person. Let me give you a little advice. Certainly. Mind your business. Mind it a lot. Is that a threat? Why not at all? Just advice, good advice. And now, will you excuse me a moment? It was pleasant seeing you. I'm not in a hurry, Mr. Arden. Come in. Hello, Jimmy. I've been expecting you. I'll bet you have. Did you get it? Yes. Still sealed? Yes. Your father know? I think he does. Give it to me. Give me the letter first. Don't you trust me? Don't try anything funny, Vandell. A bargain's a bargain. Give it to me now. All right. Here. Interesting reading, isn't it? Just remember there are limits. This is finished, you understand? If you try it again, I'll kill you. Oh, don't be dramatic, Jimmy. You won't kill anybody. You haven't the nerve. Now, give me the document. Thanks. Now, there's no need for any further communication between us again, ever. Uh, just one more thing. Yes? You said your father knew the document was gone. I said I thought he knew. What will he do? I don't know. I think there's a woman at the bar who's either in the FBI or an intelligence or a private detective. With you? I bought her a drink. Take her home. Listen, Vandell, I'm through taking orders from you. I've got the letter back. You've got what you wanted. The Bolton case is now permanently closed. Now shut up and lay off and stay away from me. I was afraid you have deserted me. Were you? A bartender, check, please. Yes, Mr. Rodden. I'm going to the theater. It's been pleasant chatting with you. Thank you. May I call you sometime? Certainly. Your check, Mr. Rodden. Oh, thanks. Here you are. Thank you, Mr. Rodden. As it happens, I am going to the theater, too. Uh, would you mind dropping me off? Baroness, you lied your way into this list, didn't you? Yes, I did. You're not going to the theater at all, are you? In fact, I don't think... Are you crazy? You are not going to the theater either. Put that gun away. Are you out of your mind? Drive to my apartment, Park Avenue and 73rd. Who the devil do you think you are and what in place... Miss Arden! There are two things you can do. You can do as I ask or get shot. I have a license to carry this gun. I can tear my dress, muff my hair, rip off my necklace, scream and shoot. I will say for self-defense that you attack me in your car. If you don't think I'll get away with it, you're crazy. Well, Mr. Arden. Okay. You win. You've got me up here at the point of a gun. What do we do next? Your billfold. Give it to me. What? Your wallet. Is this armed robbery? Look, Mr. Arden, I'm in business. I saw you change a $50 bill in the bar. So what? Then you left the bar and came back. And you got your wallet out again to pay the check. There was a piece of paper in it. A piece of paper that hadn't been there when you changed the 50. Give it to me. I will not. Give it to me. Try and get it. I want that piece of paper and I want it now. Right now. Otherwise, I... You haven't got the nerve to shoot that... You maniac. Give it to me. 
next bullet wants me. Look, Baroness, believe me, it's nothing, nothing. Give it to me. Oh. It's all right. You got Here. this from Art Van Gaal, didn't no. you? No. He did. When the orchestra finished playing, you got up and left the bar. Art Von Bell is the orchestra leader. He talked to him. Look, I was in a jam. I was in trouble. I didn't do anything wrong, honestly. Don't do anything wrong now, Mr. Arden. Just stand still. Dear Shirley, before I let you walk out on me like this, I'll kill you. I've thought about it all night and... What is this? Please, give it back to me. It isn't what you think at all. The Bolton case? Yes. You killed her? No. This letter was never produced at the trial. There never was a trial. They had no evidence. This is evidence. It isn't. I didn't kill her. It's purely circumstantial. You'd better talk, Mr. Arden, and talk fast. I was being blackmailed. Yes, this letter? Yes. By whom? Art Vandell over the Bolton case. She used to sing in his band. They found her dead in her apartment one morning. At first they thought it was suicide, and then they decided it wasn't. They never found out who did it. I was going with her and wrote a letter that threatened her. But I didn't kill her. I was in love with her. Sandell found the letter in his, in her personal effects, and he's been blackmailing me ever since. This was the end of it. This was to finish it forever. He gave me the letter back tonight. In exchange for what? Money. You're lying. I'm not. If you move once again, I kill you. I had experience in this thing, and I'm deadly serious. You had a telephone conversation with Sandell tonight. He asked you if you were sure you got it. You, you yes, on the telephone in your father's den. If it was money, why would he ask if he was sure you got it? Well, I, I, I don't you know. You know money when you see it. Of course I know money when I see it. It was just a figure of speech, just, just one of those things. It wasn't money. It was something else. No. An envelope, sealed envelope. No. Four sheets of paper, an ardent oil. No. Oh, for heaven's sake, don't you understand what you are doing? Don't you realize we are living in the most dangerous times the world has ever known? It was money. I swear it was money. Oh, you do, do you? What are you doing? Owning the police. Oh, no, no, don't. Yes, first the Bolton case should be reopened. Please, 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 don't, don't. Don't move, Mr. Arden. If you force me to shoot again, I'll... Don't phone the police, please. I'll... All right, all right. I took it. And give it to Vandell. Yes. Why did he want it? He's... He's in the oil business. Art Vandell was born in Sofia. He was arrested as a spy eight months ago, but was released for lack of evidence. You have given a foreign agent a top-secret document, which is the property of the U.S. State Department... Do you know what that is? I had to. I... They could arrest me. Maybe they could even electrocute me. Don't you know what it's like to, to be suspected for murder? Maybe to be convicted when you didn't do it? And I didn't tell her I didn't. Which charge do you think is the most serious? What do you mean? Murder or treason? <laughs> Something you want, madam? Yes. Will you tell Mr. Vandell that Baroness Karen Gazer would like to speak to him? I'm sorry, but Mr. Vandell has left for the evening. Left? You mean he's not here? He was suddenly taken ill. He went home. Well, what is his home address? I'm sorry I'm not allowed to give out that information. I assure you, Mr. Vandell will be glad to see me. Very glad. I'm sorry, but... Uh... I would, uh, put twenty dollars off. Well, uh... Besides, Mr. Vandell will be delighted to see me. 918 East 64th Street. Operator, I'm still waiting for Northport 4123. Oh, will you ring them again, please? No, no, I'll hold on. Uh, hello, Carl. I got it. 
Yes, from young Jim Arden. I'll bring it out to Northport right now. When's the next train? Uh, well, I'll write it down. Northport. 12.14. That's, uh, Penn Station, isn't it? Right. Will you meet me? Well, if you're not there when the train pulls in, I'll wait in the parking lot. Okay. Bye. took a cab to Van Dahl's apartment on 64th Street. It was a good address, but not lavish. He lived on the third floor. The hall was heavily carpeted and empty. With one hand on the gun in my pocket, I rang the doorbell. The seconds dragged by. This whole operation was wrong. I was using blitz methods when quietness was needed. But the situation was desperate. I became even more desperate when I realized Van Dahl was not at home. Every spy thought such things as lockpicking, and I had in my bag a small kit that properly used would open almost any door. The hall was well-lighted, so I had to work fast. It was still early in the evening. Any one of those doors in the hall might open at any minute. Van Dahl's luck was stubborn. After what seemed an eternity, I felt the lock slip down, and, and the door opened. That was a light switch just inside and now I began what I had been taught to do so well. Search. The obvious place first, the desk in the living room. Counting through the papers. There were a lot of them. Bills, circulars, letters. I knew when Bell was a spy, so anything that looked important, I stuffed into my bag. And then I saw it. It was an ordinary telephone pad, thick and chunky. It was directly underneath a lamp, and I could just make out the imprint of some writing. The paper was thin, and on the sheet above, someone had written, uh, Northport 12, uh, 12.14, Penn Station. I looked up the Long Island Railroad in the telephone book. L, L, Long, Long Island Railroad Information, Train and Tickets, Penn Station. When is the next train for Northport, please? Northport? Yes. That's the Port Jefferson train, 1214. Thank you. Anderson? Jerry, it's Karen. Yes, sir. I am working on the Arden case. Can you meet me in that station at 5 after 12? Where are we going? They are catching the train to Northport at 12.14. Right. Meet me at the usual place. And Jerry. Yes? Bring a gun. You may need it. What do you want me to do, Karen? There is a man on this train named Vendell, Art Vendell. Do you know him? He's the one we picked up last January? Yes. Yes, I know him. Testified at his trial. We knew he was a spy, but didn't have enough on him to put him away. We will this time. Has he got the Arden Oil Agreement? Yes. Hmm. Look, why don't I have the conductor phone ahead to Northport? Have the police pick up Vendell when he gets off the train? No, that's no good. Why not? 
The terms of the treaty with Iran are absolutely top secret. If he has read the treaty, he has to die. Now, tonight. Why? Because he'll talk. If the terms of the treaty are made public, Iran will break things off. Maybe Vandell has talked already? I doubt it. I don't think he's had a chance to talk to anyone. Besides, I think he's a long way from being the boss. He's working for somebody bigger, much bigger. You're sure he's on the train? No. That's what we've got to find out. I tell you what, you work towards the engine and I'll work towards the back. Right. And uh, what do I do if I see him? Nothing. If you see him come back to this seat, I'll do the same. Hmm. I'll get started. If you see him, don't speak to him. Just meet me back at this seat in ten minutes. Right. Excuse me. Tickets, please. Your tickets, sir. Uh, oh, yes. Here, conductor. Tickets. All tickets, please. Move, Henderson. Pandell. I saw you get on the train. Open that door. Look, Pandell. You're not going to get away with it. We know what you're up to and what you've got. You'll get off easier. Open that door. Hurry up. Open it. Supposing I won't? You want it in the face of the stomach. Open it. Good. Now out you go. Pandell, for heaven's sake, use your... the end of the train, then returned to my seat. I didn't see Wendell. After ten minutes had passed and Jerry Henderson didn't return, I walked through to the other end of the train to look for him. He had vanished. There was no trace of either he or Wendell. And then the train was pulling into Northport. Northport! Northport! I was at the door before the train stopped and the first one off. I stood on the platform watching, watching for Jerry Henderson, watching for Wendell. People got off. A young couple with a sleepy youngster, an older man and woman, and then Vendell. I knew that this was the moment. I knew that within the next two minutes, I would either win or lose. Vendell stood on the platform for a moment as though he was expecting to be met. I pressed myself against the station wall, praying that whoever was meeting him would be late. And then... Suddenly, he turned and walked across the parking lot. There, there were several cars parked, crouching like black beetles in the night. The parking lot would be the place. I hurried after him, silently praying that if he was being met, whoever was meeting him would be late. At the end of the lot, he stopped and looked out towards the half-dozen cars parked in the darkness. With my gun clutched tightly in my hand, I waited until I was right behind him. Then, with all my strength, I hit him. Oh! He fell forward in my face. I had to turn him over to search his clothes. In the inside pocket of his suit coat, I, I found it. It was still sealed in the envelope. Still unopened. Still top secret. Vandell, I can't. There isn't another copy of it. Your father can get one. No, no, he can't. I tell you. Jimmy, I was mugged last night at the Northport station. The document was taken. I think it was a woman. 
She'll bring it back to your father, and I'm going to be here. Then, Dale, you promised. You gave me the letter. You've got no proof now. Why can't you leave me alone? I've got three photostats of the letter you wrote, Shirley Bolton. You, you what? Photostats, three of them. Then, Dale, you can't do this. Please. Can't I? I I'll get it back. I I'll do anything. They'll I get you for it, Jimmy. They'll put you in that black steel chair, put electrodes around your legs and around your head. But I didn't kill her. I didn't. I didn't kill her. I loved her. I was going to marry her. I don't think a jury will believe you. I'll get it back. Honestly, I'll get it back. You know this woman? Yeah, she's, she's working for Dad. I think you'd better wake your father up. Listen, Vandell, she's coming here for lunch today. She'll bring it. I know she will. Now, please, go. I'll get it for you. I promise I will. I'll do anything you say. Just get out of this house. All right. But I'll expect you to bring the document to my apartment right after lunch. Remember, right after lunch. father in. Hello, Baroness. Come in. Thank you. In here, please. I'm sorry if I'm a little early. Well, that's all right. Dad will be down in a moment. After you. Thank you. Have you got it? Yes. Give it to me. Oh, for heaven's sake, you're not going to start that again. Listen, Baroness, I haven't much time. Art Vandell made three photostats of the letter I wrote to Shirley Bolton. He hates me and he can send me to the chair. Well, I'm not going. I don't care now if it gets into the papers, if there's a scandal. I'm just not going to die for a murder I didn't commit. You don't have to. I... I what? Art Wendell hasn't got photostats of that letter. What are you saying? I have them. You have them? Yes. I stole them from a desk in his apartment last night. I have the three photostats and the original. Give them to me. Put that gun down. Give them to me. I will give them to you when you put the gun down. Here. Baroness, I... I know you don't think much of me, but... I think you think. To heaven and back. American boys have been dying in Korea. And you, you, a spoiled rich man's son, trading an oil treaty of immense value for what? For my life. You make me sick. You are weak and no good. And you have no guts and no brain. But I didn't kill her. Art Vandell killed her. I had to do this. I had I have to. only one more thing to say. God help the Arden Oil Company if you ever run it. He won't. Dad. Mr. Arden. I've been listening to this conversation. You were shouting so I couldn't help but... Dad, listen. Be quiet. Dad, you've got to listen to me. Art Vandell had a letter that would have sent me to the chair. I know that. Maybe I shouldn't have done it. But I was afraid. I, I was so afraid I couldn't eat or sleep or, or anything. Oh, you stole from your own father. Well, what would you have done? I'll show you in a moment. Baroness. Yes, Mr. Arden. Did you get the treaty back? Yes, I did. Have you got it with you? Yes. Here. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, uh, I wish my son had had your courage, your integrity. It appears that he hasn't. It appears that he never will. This is, uh, is a great, great disappointment to me. I've got nothing more to live for. Dad, listen, please, listen. Will you me. be quiet? You're yellow and you're no good. You're not fit for anything except... Horses and women. Well, you can have them, all you want of them. That's all you'll have. You won't have the business and you won't have me. Uh, Mr. Arden, I do not wish to intrude on your personal affairs, but uh, I will have to report the discovery of this letter to the proper authorities. My son did not kill Shirley Bolton. I killed her. 
Mr. Mr. Arden, what are you saying? Uh, I told you to keep quiet. Until I leave this house, you'll do as I say. Yes, Baroness. It's extremely easy. She was vulgar and cheap and no good. I believe she would ruin my son's life. I planned it very carefully and went to her apartment one night and tried to buy her off. She threw me out and... And I shot her. Mr. Arden, I... I don't know what to say. You don't have to say anything. You prevented an international disaster. And you've saved an empire of oil from... From a bum. Dad, what are you going to do? You wouldn't understand what I'm going to do. Nothing worse could happen to me than has happened to me this morning. I've learned that my son is... Hello. Operator, get me the police department. I don't feel like dialing it. I want to confess to a murder. just heard Top Secret, starring Ilona Massey, written, directed, and produced by Harry W. Johnson. Here is Miss Massey to tell you about next week's Top Secret. Next week, a story of the strange fascination of the Orient, woven into a horrible pattern of intrigue and terror. A story of the teeming mystery of Shanghai, the most fabulous city on earth. A story that is Top Secret. Paired in support of Miss Massey tonight was Jimmy Monks as James Arthur. Others in the cast were Horace Brown, Ralph Bell, Donald Buca, and Cliff Owen. The music was composed and conducted by Dr. Roy Shields. And this is Lionel Rico speaking. Secret stories are fictional, and any similarity to persons living or dead is coincidental. Stay tuned for Herbert Marshall and A Man Called X on NBC. Welcome back. I almost felt sorry for that rich kid trying to pull the wool over... Karen's eyes and trying just to, you know, push her and and mess around with her and refuse to cooperate. And I'm thinking, you better not try this. At this point, she's probably been doing the whole espionage thing for a decade or a little bit more. And she has taken on people tougher than you. And uh, she really did show that. I did kind of think it's... At one point, it was almost a little too much uh, when she suggested that the guy who had the documents would have to die if he'd read the document. That does kind of seem like an extreme measure to go to 
over some oil documents. But I kind of sense that there probably was not any sort of consultation or expert who helped them, you know, try and make this particularly realistic. I thought it was a nice stroke at the end where she had already uh, reclaimed the copies and had been smart enough to know that blackmailers just will always keep copies so they can go back to the well. And now we turn to some listener comments and feedback. And this one uh, is in regards to episode 0127, The Case of the Tattooed Pigeon. Uh, Daniel emails in, in the commentary of the most recent episode of the Amazing World of Radio, you said the mention of the death of Leslie Howard dated the episode 6-1-1943. However, there's another historic event mentioned, the sinking of the Royal Oak in Scapa Flow, uh, 10 uh, which also dates the episode. They not only eliminated nearly four years of times, but they reversed the order of the events. Uh, well, good point, Daniel. I don't know if they were naming them in strict chronological order, but, yeah, when writing historical uh, fiction, you often have to play with the timelines a little bit, so it makes it seems like these were more close together than they were. And then, finally, we have a comment from Jay, who emailed in. He writes... Uh, thank you for bringing us Top Secret this summer. It's a great series with top-notch plots and acting. I love your old-time radio selections, but often uh, they're more fun than exciting. I find the Top Secret plot suspenseful even by modern standards, and it's refreshing to find a female uh, lead character who's as tough as nails. I looked up the star on Wikipedia, and she really was the beautiful Alona Massey. As a Hungarian, she came by her accent naturally. Uh, congrats and thanks again. Well, thank you so much, Jay. And that will actually be all for uh, today. I did uh, want to let you know, I mentioned that we were planning on taking a break uh, the week of Labor Day. However, Olivia de Havilland passed away at the age of 104. And so we are going to be doing a tribute uh, uh, programs, and those will actually air uh, during Labor Day week, so look for that. And next week, our final circulating episode of Top Secret. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. <laughs>